Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, okay, here we are, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to what we like to call the Friday, second day of September. 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Here I am. And we are ready to go for a Friday. Last chance tickets for Greta Van Fleet and Pretty Reckless. That show is tomorrow at Extra Mile Arena. We're going to be out there a little bit before the doors open and while the doors are open. So swing on by the old X10, sign up to win some stuff from us. If you're headed out to the show tomorrow, we'll give you a chance to get into that show for free. But there are still a few tickets left here and there. So keep that in mind as well if you want to go to the show. Getting close to being sold out. It is. It is. That's why we're letting you know that you may want to win these tickets in case you really, really want to go. Big J's got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day coming up today. We also have a chance to visit about a little thing called Lounge at the End of the Universe coming up in the 8 o'clock hour if all goes well. We got to talk about the morning after Fantasy Football League today. That's on our agenda and a lot more on the docket for your Friday. That's the plan. Did I do a sufficient job setting the You table? did a great job. Did I leave anything out? No, I don't think so. Wonderful. Good then job. You are properly teased, as they like to say, Ooh. in the business. I think. I'm not exactly sure. But we also play music on this show. We will kick things off this morning with some Metallica. Sad but true here on the morning after on the X Rocks. To muck it. <laughs> Important stuff. Non-squeeze <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Pretty big day around these parts yesterday. Micron announced a pretty big deal. Huge deal. They're going to build a new fob here in Idaho. The semiconductor company made the announcement yesterday morning that basically thanks to new U.S. legislation that was signed, Micron has said that they would like to build out the company here in Idaho as expanding to, uh, as opposed to expanding over there in Asia. And they released a press release yesterday morning that said that they plan on investing about $15 billion through the end of the decade here in the Treasure Valley to build a new fob for memory manufacturing here in Boise. It'll be the first new memory manufacturing fob built in the U.S. in 20 years. And it will assure some domestic supply of advanced memory ships for things like the automotive industry and data centers. And that's a pretty big deal. So uh, very good news for one of Idaho's biggest employers that they're going to stick around and make things even bigger here over the next decade. So we're all about that. Congratulations to Micron, and I'm sure the state's very happy they're sticking around as well. As well, if you're employed by Micron, you're probably happy to know that your employer's not going anywhere, which is good. That's going to do it for Serena Williams in the double side of things. Uh, she and her sister Venus lost in the first round of the doubles tournament, falling to uh, a couple of very good tennis players last night in straight sets. But it was the uh, the first time the Williams sisters had teamed up for doubles since the 2018 French Open. So it's been a while since they played together. So uh, she now we just rely on Serena Williams to go a little bit further in the singles side of things in go order girl. to make a ripple. 
as she wraps up her final tournament of her career. The Lindsay Lohan Renaissance begins and continues on Netflix, Big J. They have announced another project with Lindsay Lohan. The 36-year-old actress is going to appear in the romantic comedy Irish Wish, Big J. Maybe that's a remake of that uh, Janine Garoppolo Don't uh, romantic comedy. Don't even talk about that. No. What's that one called? Matchmaker? Matchmaker. That so, took place in Ireland, right? Here's the thing. It's one of my wife's favorite movies. Not available on digital. I mean, of all the crap that's available. I don't understand. I don't know. There are some movies I've been trying to get a hold of you can't on digital. Uh, It depends on, like, yeah, like if the the movie company, production company that helped make that movie is now out of business, those are, like, one of the biggest hurdles to try to find it, and that's probably what happened. Uh, If you're wondering what Lindsay Lohan is up to, she already has another rom-com, Falling for Christmas, which will premiere in November on Netflix as she is trying to kind of form some sort of comeback and she has decided to hitch her wagon to netflix and vice versa and we'll see if it all works out for everybody here coming up in a couple of months when her first film premieres that is tool that is stink fist here on the morning after with nick and big J. I suppose we got to talk about it man it just seems different and maybe this is one of those kind of like spinoffs of a lot of people have moved into the Treasure Valley over the course of the last couple of years and the last couple of years have kind of been off but is it me or does it seem like nobody's really that excited about Boise State football this year? Uh, yeah, I, I know there are some people, but I think in general, you know, listen, we, we COVID year was bad, and then uh, you know Brian Harson ends up leaving, and we have a new coach, and but the season is real bad, and so yeah, we've always known we're kind of uh, like uh, when the Broncos win, everybody's happy and everybody's excited about it, but when it gets to reality, and maybe it's not uh, they're they're not doing as well as the expectation of what Boise State Broncos should do, then you know people check out, and I think you're seeing that a little bit. Also for me though, um, just with I think uh, the way you know sports news and stuff in the, is in this town, it's hard to get any really. Uh, it's the, the the TV stations for the most part, except for one station in town, because they have the rights to do Bronco stuff. They don't have sports people anymore. Um, it's just that we, we make jokes about you know the Treasure Valley and sports. In some cases, they're just not that interested in it. Right, it's also true. So you've got that part missing, and, and so yeah, I think there is a little bit of uh, I, I think less excitement for the program than there was certainly a couple years ago. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there's there's also, you know, I think a fear of kind of getting stuck where we are while they see all these other conferences kind of build up and all these teams that some people feel are less than the Broncos that are getting the jump into bigger and more powerful conferences and the Broncos are left fledgling. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, the Broncos, as good as they have been, for the last, what, four or five years, haven't really lived up to that particular brand themselves. And therefore, some of that shine comes off. And as I said when it happened, I think the fact that there's not a partnership with ESPN has severely impacted the amount of buzz that this program gets and the amount of actual, you know, kind of respect it generates. And you know who's to blame for that ultimately? The fans. The fans are. Because you wouldn't show your ass up to games later in the evening and that was a big problem. Not having the stadium filled for a program that has been as much ballyhooed as the Broncos 
is is ridiculous, and I'm to blame too because I'm a fan and I don't show up. I mean, it, listen, it's too late for me to go to a game, man. By the time you get out of uh, Albertson Stadium, it's 11:30 midnight. <laughs> you know, on a Thursday, a Friday. Well, not anymore though. Right? No, not anymore. I'm saying what led to uh, this whole thing with us leaving this ESPN contract, which was ridiculous, is not being able to fill that stadium. And you know, in the last last year, you know, attendance was great. It was fine. It was, they, no, they, it was better than it's been in a long time. But there are more seats now than there were back then. But yeah. also, they haven't had as many sellouts as they've had before. And so that becomes a bit of an issue, too. And because they don't have the ESPN money or the ESPN exposure anymore, the home schedule is not great. And that's, I think, part of the problem as well, is that there's not a lot. I mean, when Florida State was coming here, everybody was talking about it. Then COVID happened, and now I don't think that's going to happen, period. We did have one game at Florida State, but that was there. I don't think they're ever coming here. And so when you look at the home schedule this year, there's not a whole hell of a lot to get excited about unless you have conference, you know, kind of like rivalry stuff going on. But that's why this kickoff game, which is this weekend, Saturday, tomorrow, believe it or not, uh, is probably the biggest game of the year for the Broncos and they've had a run where game number one is do or die it's very important and we've been lucky enough where the Broncos it's usually worked out did not last year and that kind of kicked off an, a rough year and if they don't win against Oregon State a team which you know isn't that great it's going to be a long season I'll tell you that right now and so that's a big deal and a lot of people are looking forward to it and believe it or not it's also uh, excitable because this game is back on ESPN it's a nationally televised game. It's a Saturday night game. It's in Oregon, uh, and you have a chance to watch it around 8.30 or so on ESPN if you want. Now, it's kind of a pick'em game, for lack of a better term. While the Broncos are kind of going in at a two-and-a-half-point yeah. underdog. Yeah, two-and-a-half points, not much. No, when you when you get three on the road, no matter what, that means the Broncos would be a .5 favorite in a neutral field. It's a pick'em game, essentially. So... Who knows if the Broncos get off on a good foot? What does your gut say, Big J? Or have you just not been paying attention at all? Yeah, it's I haven't caught a lot of, uh, like I said, I was having problems getting information, and so uh, I, I don't know what it what it looks like. But I do have faith. I think, uh, you know, the, the program was getting a little, I think, uh, long in the tooth with Harson that last year in particular. And so I think they had to do a lot of rebuilding and getting back to blue-collar stuff this last year. And I think uh, with Avalos and company making some of the changes changes that they did uh, and some recruitment, uh, I have high hopes. I, I, I still think that they can pull out a pretty damn good season. Yeah, defense has been great. So, it's the offense that needs to kind of pick things up a little bit, and there's been some injuries and some offensive line play that's been questionable. And so, Kalani is healthy, uh, so he haven't been healthy in a couple years, right. so we, we, we might see a resurgence of that running back uh, staple here for Boise State this year. Let's hope that happens and uh, take it to him, man. Season kicks off tomorrow night on ESPN 830. The Broncos are playing, believe it or not. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day coming up on the X-Rocks. Nothing more here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is time to kick your Friday off correctly with Big J's What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. We'll figure out what it is and then we'll find out why next. Big J, what are you selecting this morning? Yeah, some Mushroom Head with Rumor Has It. All right, enjoy the cover. Here it is on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. (laughs) 
fan pick for Big J this morning. That is Mushroom Head. Rumor has it here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. What, you just wanted to hear some Adele this morning? God, yeah. See, it's funny. Uh, Mushroom Head does such a great job with cover songs, and, and I have. I don't really like contemporary uh, hits covered because I, I like the classic takes from bands, and uh, I didn't even know what this song was when I first heard it. I thought it was just a regular Mushroom Head song. I didn't know it was a, a cover by Adele, so I love it. But no, the reason uh, playing this song uh, is we have an awesome uh, Labor Day Rock Block weekend coming up, and uh, there'll probably be some Mushroom Head in there somewhere, but uh, blocks of songs, you know, sometimes three, four, five in a row from artists uh, that we don't get to hear as much as we would like to maybe sometimes here on the X looking so forward to it to be your soundtrack for the weekend and uh, you know projects whatever outside or in the garage I mean throw it on and enjoy yeah uh, some deep cuts and some cool things happening begins uh, basically Saturday morning at midnight so uh, tune in after Full Metal Jackie for it to begin it'll run all Labor Day weekend long and hopefully you get a chance to enjoy a little bit of that action block party weekend here on Labor Day on the morning after with Nick and Big J. For the longest time, if you have been on Twitter, you've probably asked for something called an edit function, Big J. Gives yeah. you the opportunity to go in and change grammatical errors or spelling errors on your tweets to make you look better than how you originally looked in that first tweet. Instead of like deleting in all the interactions that go along with it because a mistake was made, uh, they'd like you to edit it like you can on pretty much all other social platforms. And finally, Twitter's coming around to it, but only if you subscribe to the premium Twitter blue service, Big J. Lame. Twitter said yesterday that it will roll out an editing feature later this month to subscribers of Twitter blue. Uh, Now that costs about five bucks a month, but it will give you 30 minutes to make changes to a tweet after you first publish it. And to make it clear that that particular tweet has been edited, it will be labeled and appear with an icon and timestamp, and then users will be able to look at past versions of the tweet by tapping the label. So even if it's, like, edited, the one that you messed up or made a mistake with is still there. No! Twitter said the time limit and history availability will help protect the integrity of the conversation and create a publicly accessible record of what was said. I think they're doing it more for people that want to you know because as you said there's a tweet for everything especially in the political spectrum you can see somebody say one thing and then on twitter four years ago had said something completely different and what twitter wants to do is make it at least to have some credibility to people that may want to go back and erase things from happening or have a tweet edited that didn't say what it actually did say and that gives you a chance to make sure that you're not you know hooked up in somebody else's lies or swindling or whatever, I suppose. Twitter did hint that the edit feature would eventually be available to all users, so there's that. But you're gonna have to wait a little bit, Big J. I'm sorry. I'll live. You've made it this far. I mean, I don't care. No, you just leave up the spelling errors and the the grammatical stuff. More... more, Listen, grammar doesn't matter on Twitter because it takes up characters. But... Uh, as uh, as we as I realized this morning, we were discussing an email chain yesterday. <laughs> I didn't even realize I sausage fingered uh, a letter in in a word that I, I text or I, I emailed to you. So yeah, something those sort of things. I'm like, it's just I don't have a chance. Yeah, you often don't. I mean, that's part of I I think the biggest Big J issue is 
there's not a lot of proofreading that's done in the Big J house. See, here's the thing. You and, and this is uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I'm trying to think. Uh, there's probably a term for it, but and I've talked about it before that it might be part of my my dyslexic state that uh, I, I'll see the beginning of um, a particular word and I'll just assume the rest of it, even though I'm looking at it. Uh huh. So what I'm saying is those errors a lot of the times have been proofread by myself. Your mind fills in blanks that aren't there? Yes. When it comes to words in particular. So uh, I'm not just trying to make excuses. This is kind of what happens. And so, yeah, I, I see what I think is the completed word, even though it's not done or spelled correctly. And then I hit the button. And then it's usually when somebody points it out to me. And I'm like, oh, God, okay, oh, no, what do I do? Do I delete it? Yeah, or? like this morning when you're like, how come you didn't understand what I was saying? And I was like, because that didn't make any sense. Like, why didn't that make any sense? And then you explained to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's dumb. So, I mean, it'll be nice if it has it, but uh, I suppose some credibility and uh, some sort of original stamp isn't necessarily <laughs> a bad thing. But, however, it does probably defeat the purpose, I would say, of probably 95% of the reason why people would be editing something. Yeah. Big blockbuster trade in the NBA yesterday. The Cleveland Cavaliers have acquired three-time All-Star guard Donovan Mitchell in a trade with the Utah Jazz who continue their fire sale. According to media reports yesterday, Cavaliers are apparently trading uh, Laurie Markkinen along with a rookie guard, Ochi Abagi, and Colin Sexton, uh, who's going to sign a four-year extension with the Jazz, and also three unprotected first-round picks and then two pick swaps for the rights to Donovan Mitchell, who still has three years left on his contract with the Jazz, so they locked him in at a pretty cheap price for the next couple of years. And some people think this catapults the Cavaliers to the top of the Eastern Conference. I'm not sure it does, but it certainly makes them a little bit more competitive. So that was a pretty big trade, and that happened after the Knicks decided they didn't want to give up as much as the Jazz were asking for Mitchell to add him to New York. And so Cleveland went ahead and did it anyway. So there's that. This weekend will be a difficult one if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters. Of course, they've got a couple of tribute shows this month to honor the life and music of Taylor Hawkins, their drummer, who died earlier this year. And this weekend is the one that's happening over in London. And the names of some of the guest stars are pretty big. Brian May, Roger Taylor of Queen, uh, Geddy Lee, Alec Lifeson of Rush, Travis Barker of Blink-182, among many others. So Saturday is the London concert live at Wembley Stadium. It's been sold out since pretty much the second it's been on. But you can stream the live concert this weekend on Paramount Plus, on Pluto TV, on MTV's YouTube channel. So there's lots of accessibility for you to check that out this weekend if you want to be there kind of, I guess, over the internet. In spirit. As, yeah, exactly, as they pay tribute to Taylor Hawkins. And then it's they're going to do it again in L.A. later this month. It'll be available on those same streaming channels, which I'm sure we'll bring up again as we get closer to that. But it'll be pretty interesting to witness. X rocks. Big J, we are headed down to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. Florida! And I have a question for you. What do you think would be worse... And being attacked by an alligator. Uh, probably being attacked by a deadly, venomous scorpion or a, a snake. Okay. You think that would be worse than being uh, torn from an alligator? Well, I feel like at least I might have some semblance of a chance of an alligator. You do? You well, really sure, man. do. I've watched a lot of alligator wrestling. 
But you, you had, just get their mouth you, closed. You think it's hopeless against a scorpion? Well, maybe not a scorpion, but definitely a damn snake. They're fast and all right. They can uh, leap far. I, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that uh, maybe on my list of things worse than being attacked by an alligator would be uh, maybe being attacked a second time by the same alligator. <laughs> Wait. And right in a row or like years later? <laughs> years later. A Florida man who says that he was engaged in a, quote, routine interaction with an alligator at a wildlife park lost his hand and nearly his entire arm, Big J, after it was bitten clean off by the alligator oh, in one, <laughs> one just solid move. Now, that's bad enough, right? You're out of hand and almost your entire arm. But... This is actually the second time this alligator has bitten him. As you know, alligators live to be fairly old, Big J. And nine years ago, he was just getting started at this wildlife park. And sure enough, he nearly lost his other arm in a, a same bite from the same alligator. Now, after the first attack, I think most of us would probably say, you know what, gators won me nothing. I'm going to pretty much take the L and just walk away. But... This gentleman said it made him even more determined to share his passion for reptiles, and he continued to interact with them. Now, it, it is not great that he no longer has a whole lot of appendages to show people about what's going on with alligators, so he may have to take a back seat now because of it, but uh, here's what we know. The alligator in the attack was not injured, and now... Uh, they have fought and won. He's going to stay at that wildlife center. So this guy's taking two of this dude's arms, and he's going to just chill out. And I don't blame him, to be quite frank. I mean, he's just doing what alligators do, man. You know? He didn't ask to be in this wildlife preserve, I promise. Yeah, you're right. And, like, I don't know what a routine interaction with an alligator is. It doesn't sound routine at all. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, but whatever it did did not go as routine as it was supposed to. But I'm guessing that if he didn't learn his lesson the first time, he ain't going to learn his lesson the second time, and this dude's going to go right back to playing with alligators again, man. He'll lose a leg. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be able to run away anytime soon. I mean, he's going to have to write a song about him. <laughs> one part two? <laughs> or one for that's the only amount of appendages. Or zero. Left. Yeah. So... Just a warning. Listen, man, sometimes people are sending you signs that you're not aware of. And if this alligator is taking off a bunch of your stuff, somebody's sending you a sign for you to stop messing around with alligators. Man. Now, that's why in Happy Gilmore, Chubbs got so scared when he saw that damn alligator's that's right. face. That's right. It didn't turn out well for Chubbs. It's not turning out well for you. He didn't want to stick around. No. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. <laughs> Weezer here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm going to play something, and as soon as I do it, you're going to know exactly what road we're heading down, everybody. There it is. Guys, the time has come. How is it possible that we are entering season 16 of the morning after Fantasy Football League, Big J? Because we, uh, we're persistent, we're tireless, <laughs> we never give up, we never surrender. Uh-huh. Could it be that we're that this thing has lasted 16 years, if only because we're still chasing down our first ever title? 
I mean, if one of us had won, we'd be like, you know, we don't need to do this again. I think that no, might be. No, no, no. Because then the other one would be like, I need a championship. <laughs> Only when we both have won a championship okay. can we retire this thing. Uh, well, good news for everybody that likes to play fantasy football. Neither Big J or I has ever won a championship in the morning after fantasy Come football league. Come close, man. But damn it, it is not for lack of trying. Yes, we've reached the playoffs a number of years. Uh, we've each gone to the final game uh, you, I believe, twice. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and both of us have lost every time we've gone to the championship game for the league. Big J 0-2, I am 0-1. But does it feel like this year's the year we turn it all around, Big no, J? No, no. Oh, no. Uh, have you already uh, basically uh, no, set this, your this, ship to this sail? This is the strategy of how I've gotten into the championship game a couple times. Pretend you don't care? Yeah, no, not, not, not care, but just uh, neg myself. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but we do have to announce it is happening. The morning after Fantasy Football League is going on. It is a yearly tradition on this show. It, it literally is one of the first things that we ever did when we started up this show uh, 15 years ago, 15 plus years ago now. Uh, we sat down and we're like, hey, we should do this. Now, listen, I'm not going to say we're trendsetters, Big J, but there weren't a lot of people doing fantasy football 15 years ago, I guess is my point. And uh, and we have continued that trend and continue to do it, and all the while giving away some really cool prizes while we are involved in it with the listeners. So it gives everybody a chance to come together, have some fun with football, talk smack to each other, and win some stuff in the process. Of course, we uh, don't win anything. This is all for pride for us, but uh, luckily for us, Big J, we have plenty of pride to go around because we're not <laughs> getting it from right. the the morning after Fantasy Football League. That much is true. But maybe, just maybe, we turn it around this year. So uh, because of the way that it works, our tradition is the way that it always is. We like to have our draft the night before the season begins because that way all the starting lineups are figured out, all the injuries are done, all the cuts are figured out, and so you really have an idea to build it. Now that can lead to some last-minute stress and lineup building, but... We've usually done a pretty good job making sure everybody's on their horse, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially, you know, we've had several people come into the league that never played fantasy football before, uh, and they usually win the championship that year. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. So uh, we have an open call for the morning after Fantasy Football League. We are going to do the draft online this year. That draft is happening Wednesday at 7 o'clock. If I were you, I'd keep an eye out on the morning after fantasy football, excuse me, the morning after Facebook page if you want to be a part of the morning after fantasy football league because there is where we are going to be recruiting some people that want to get in on it. We have nine open slots as we always do uh, at this particular time to join us in a 12-person league. And again, the draft will be online, so you don't have to show up anywhere or do anything, uh, although we do hope to turn that around by next year. But still, it should be a very good time. It always is, Big yeah. J. Agree or disagree? Definitely. So you get a chance to pick your own team and be a part of it. So it's coming back just like you knew it would. So keep an eye on our social medias for your chance to join this league as we look to fill it up by Wednesday. After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you ever raise your eyebrows or get a little protective when somebody around the radio station starts coughing? Yeah. I do it when my wife is still coughing every time. I'm like, ugh, get away. 
Like, unfortunately, uh, sit next to uh, my office area is kind of next to somebody who's, you know, had a struggle with, uh, I think, uh, some of the, the COVID issues and stuff. And it's I've had a cough for like nine months. <laughs> it's a long and time. I feel bad every time, but I'm like, ew, gross. Well, a study published in Functional Ecology suggests that sometimes that's all it takes for your immune system to start, like, protecting itself. Like, you can just get it going by seeing somebody else that's sick. Get out of here. Uh, according to the professors that put that's it together, our, our brains can obtain information from what we see. You know, it's one of those deals where observing sick people and seeing somebody that clearly isn't feel good can automatically make your body go, hey, I should be on warning and lookout in case some of that stuff comes over this way. Now, of course, that's why it's important to boost your immune system as much as you can to prepare to protect you. Uh, ways that you can do that that are natural, reducing stress, eating fruits and vegetables, staying well rested. All these things help your immune system and will go up and put a protective shield around you in some cases when somebody nearer to you is coughing, sneezing. Doesn't look like they're doing that great. Shield me! That's right. Protect me. Protect me forever. Hey, uh, looks like the Denver Broncos are looking to be in the Russell Wilson business. He ain't going anywhere. Dude's been there all of five minutes, and they signed him to a five-year, $245 million extension yesterday. That includes about $165 million in guarantees, including a $50 million signing bonus. So the contract is clearly the largest in Broncos history. It's one of the biggest ever in the NFL. It also keeps Wilson with Denver through the 2028 season. He had two years and $51 million left on his deal with the Broncos, acquired him from Seattle, and then just signed him to an extension. Of course, Wilson led Seattle to a couple of Super Bowl appearances and one championship over a decade, and quarterbacks are playing later and later into their primes these days. Russell Wilson's sitting at 33, so the Broncos are banking on the fact that he might have five, six good years left in him. How say you, Big J? Good investment or bad investment? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think a good investment. I mean, you might as well sign him now because the contracts are just going to get bigger. There's Listen, no doubt about he's that. He's ten times better than Drew Locke was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, and if you ask me, and this is, of course, somebody who hates the Seahawks, all right, Russell Wilson kept that team afloat for years, if you ask me. Oh, sure. There's no doubt about it. I don't think anybody's disputing that. Uh, certainly, uh, since the Super Bowl seasons, the only one that really gave him a puncher's chance to do anything on offense was Russell Wilson. So we'll see what ends up happening going forward. I'm still not buying into – I mean, I just think that division is too tough, man. And, I, I mean, as much as I think Russell Wilson is great, and I do think I, I am a fan of his, I feel like his weapons on offense, not necessarily offensive line, but I think his receivers were better in Seattle than they are in Denver and we'll see how that all comes together. I don't know. I mean, if you're looking at uh, you know, uh, ADP, uh, fantasy football, average draft position, uh, Judy and Sutton not that far off from DK Metcalf and Tyler Lock. Well, of course, because look who they have throwing in the there ball. There you go. So, but, I mean, that may make the difference. Maybe DK and Tyler Lock are not that great after Russell Wilson's left and Stutton and uh, Judy, awesome. We will see. We will see. It'll all be figured out on the field as football fires up uh, a week from, well, a week from yesterday. 
We have another cast member in the new Joker sequel with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, Big J, and Brandon Gleason is jumping on board. Of course, the very talented Irish actor who has been in a bunch of different movies and TV shows is now adding the comic book world to things. So he is going to come around and be somebody as yet to be unnamed. Don't know exactly who he's going to be playing, but he's a pretty big name that'll be popping up in the Joker sequel that, once again, will be a musical, Big J. So I am still trying to wrap my head around that. Listen, Todd Phillips does a really good job. So in some cases, he's got some hits and misses. But, uh, I mean, he's never done a musical before. We'll see how that all comes together for sure. Here's traffic. How about we take a look at the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? It is brought to you by McHugh Sports. CB, how are the streets? It's normal freeway speeds on eastbound I-84 between Napa and Boise. The connector slow. Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we have uh, some tickets still for Greta Van Fleet. The show is happening tomorrow at Extra Mile Arena. It could be awesome, along with the Pretty Reckless. So a good show in store for you. We'll get you there for free. You just have to beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown, people. And you also have to make sure you can swing by today and pick up these yeah. tickets. Because yeah, we're closing early too, folks. Two yeah. o'clock. So you got to be able to swing by probably on your lunch hour today or sometime now because the office is open for you to grab these tickets for tomorrow night for free. But if you want to go, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. You're going to have to beat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah, you bet. Then to the phones we shall go. Good morning, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Uh, my name's Seth. All right, Seth, you're up first. Seth, Ben Affleck won an Oscar for co-writing which movie? Was it The Town, Goodwill Hunting, or Dogma? The Town. The Town is wrong. Incorrect. Sorry, man. Apologies to you. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning. We need to know uh, what movie did Ben Affleck win an Oscar for co-writing? Was it The Town, Goodwill Hunting, or Dogma? Goodwill Hunting. That is correct. Right. How about them apples? Big J, what was the title of Hulk Hogan's reality show that aired on VH1 for four seasons? Hogan Knows Best. That is absolutely correct. Right. Back to you, sir. Uh, We need to know which comic strip's film adaptation featured Madonna in one of the lead roles. Was it Blondie, Dick Tracy, or Gasoline Alley? Gasoline Alley. Gasoline Alley is... Wrong. Incorrect. I wonder what that is. What is it? Hello, the (laughs) Did you make that up? It's an actual comic strip, but there was never a movie. Hi, we need to know which comic strip's film adaptation featured Madonna in one of the starring roles. Was it Blondie, Dick Tracy, or Gasoline Alley? Dick Tracy. That is correct. Right. Big J to you, sir. Mm -hmm. We need to know what legendary comedian joined Robert De Niro in Martin Scorsese's The King of Comedy. Legendary. uh, Let's go with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, no. Wrong. No. Uh, A little bit before Eddie Murphy's time. Uh, that means you are victorious. Really? Do you happen to know? Yeah. Do you happen to know who starred in the King of Comedy along with Robert De Niro? I do not. That's okay. You win anyway. The correct answer is Jerry Lewis. Right, Jay. Jerry Lewis. Wow. Was the star of the King of Comedy along kind of played the King of Comedy as a matter of fact. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will talk lounge at the end of the universe next on the X Rocks. <laughs> 
That's Chili Peppers under the bridge here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Always something happening at Lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. Absolutely no exception as comedian Andy Woodhull is in town beginning last night all the way through Saturday. He joins us now in studio. Good morning, Andy. How are you, buddy? Good morning, fellas. I'm doing well. I'm terrified of the incoming hot air balloon attack that's <laughs> descending on your city. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the spirit of Boise, Andy. You came at a wonderful time. Uh, is it not hot enough that you don't need festivals to include more hot air? What a beautiful day to stand by fire and float. Yes, it needs to be hotter around here, so that's why we do these things. <laughs> there should be a warning for out-of-towners, though. You don't normally see 30 hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah. It was a lo- I was like, are people, have the zombies come and people are leaving? This is the way out? That's Red Dawn 2.0. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it can be frightening, but trust us, we come in peace. So you're going to be uh, pretty safe, at least for now, anyway. Okay. You're, uh, you're headlining tonight and tomorrow night a couple more shows there at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origin story, man. When did you decide to do oh, comedy? How? Why? Well, let me tell you, I... <laughs> people have been begging me to do comedy since I was a child. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> I wanted to not have a real job, man, so I started doing God. stand-up. You guys probably did a similar thing. Exactly you know? right. Yeah, hey, this I, is I a want... real job. This is a morning. This is yeah. a morning. <laughs> Yeah, I also didn't want to make much money. <laughs> yeah, so. I want to. I want to make no money. I want to have no stability. I want to have no plans for the future. And so I became a comedian. You know, it's just fun. Yeah. I I read this Seinfeld book when I was young, and he he talked about just uh, how uh, he would write down funny things that happened to him, and those would become jokes. And I started doing that in like high school, and then yeah. I finally started doing open mics when I was like twenty three. And the, and the, and that's still how that's still how it works. That's where it comes from. Sure, that's where the magic's at, baby. I love it. I was at the dinner. I don't know. We, you guys have a tight lockdown here. Tight? Not really. Not really. No. Yeah. yeah, it's all you know, made up or whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was. I live in California, right? Yeah, it's tight. Right. We weren't allowed to go out to eat for 15 months. 15 months, no restaurants. And this is just an example of the hilarious things that happened in my life. My girlfriend and I were first meal back. First meal back. I remember for the rest of my life. First meal back. We're sitting there. You know, it's romantic. We're staring at each other. Nobody's saying anything. Just dead silent for hour two hours it's, we weren't in a fight we were just caught up you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had been alone for 15 months we didn't have anything to chit chat about there was no like how was your day sweetie she was there for the whole thing <laughs> she was there for 15 months of days in real time just uh, i don't know everything was covered your poor server everything was covered poor what, server because of all the conversation you would probably try to start with the <laughs> server because you're desperate for it they were they were they were relieved we weren't talking because everyone was still scared every time you open your mouth in public <laughs> just like remember like keep that mouth closed right. you got that mouth uncovered you better close it <laughs> uh so it, we had good time we're walking home from the day let me tell you this story we're walking home from that day and there's a couple behind us and they're fighting so we slowed down, right? So we could hear every single thing they said. Right. You do that in public? I love sure. listening to other couples fight. It was a hilarious one. The man yelled at the woman, you're drunk. You're embarrassing yourself. And then the woman yelled at the man, you're drunk. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> this is a great one, right? I said, I'm yeah. going to pretend to tie my shoes so right. we don't miss a second of this Oscar-winning performance. I can't wait to see what happens. We've seen almost everything on Netflix. I'm so happy we're finally catching a live show for a change. And then she storms away from her boyfriend, walks up to us, points at me, and goes, hey, I like your sweater. It looks comfy. And I also like your shoes. They look cozy, too. And then she... 
says, I can't wait to get all my comfy clothes on when I go home. And I, f- I felt good about myself. Honestly, I felt like it was my first time out in 15 months. Yeah. I spent a lot of time putting my outfit together. And people are noticing, you know, it's you paying good. off. Yeah. I look better than I've ever looked. And she walked back to her boyfriend, and I heard him say, hey, you can't just make fun of people in public. <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? That's how long the lockdown was in California. It was so long that I forgot what sarcasm sounded like. <laughs> and w- he just took it. I took it. A woman bullied me to my face, and yeah. it helped my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, you know, that's why I'm out here. I'm having fun. I love it. I love it. Tonight and tomorrow night at Lounge at the End of the Universe, you can grab Andy Woodhall and enjoy the show. Tickets are available at loungeboise.com. Uh, Andy, you know, you, you have had a chance to do a lot of things since your comedy career, which is pretty damn amazing. You uh-huh. you Do you enjoy the, the stand-up more? Do you enjoy the writing more? Is there a preference there? <laughs> well, the stand-up is the best, but yeah. the year that I was writing, I wrote in the show called The Movie Show on Sci-Fi Channel from all of the cartoon and stuff in your studio right here. I think you guys would love it. You probably didn't see it. No one did. That's why it was canceled so fast. But it was puppets doing movie reviews, but they were like fake movie. We would we would have fake deleted scenes and fake interviews okay. with uh, fake like it would be a guy in a dinosaur costume was the actor that played the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. It was stuff like that. Okay. It's very silly. So that year doing that was one of the most uh, fun things I've ever done. But stand-up is my favorite, especially at Lounge at the End of the Universe nice, tonight and dude. tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I love doing stand-up. It's fun. You know, I've gotten to do stand-up on a couple TV shows. I've, I've had stuff be successful on the internet. A lot of people know me from my Dry Bar special. They're like this clean comedy. You know, it got 10 million views. Nice. Can you believe that? Can that's... you believe 10 million views? I'm, I'm still not rich. I'm still <laughs> yeah, that's not waking right. up at 7 in the morning <laughs> being terrified of hot air balloons. You think 10 million views, I could play a lounge towards the beginning of the universe. <laughs> Uh, here we are. Got to start here, and then you can go from there. Uh-huh. But no, it's impressive, man. I mean, that's that's not chump change. It's pretty cool. I no. mean, it had to be nice to have that kind of response. Right? It's awesome, you know. Anytime, well, I am just deaf. Sometimes people come up to me after the show and they say, "I bet you're sick of hearing this, but it was so funny." No, I'm not. That's why I keep doing it. I'm desperate for it. I can't get enough of it. Message me on Instagram right now and tell me you thought this interview was funny. It's what I live for. Compliment him on his outfit. You really. <laughs> likes that as well, guys. It's a brand new shirt. It's mustard themed. No one's seen it yet. I'm deb- debuting it on a radio show, which maybe wasn't smart. but It worked for the room. That's uh-huh. all that matters, man. That's all that matters. Andy Woodhall is available tonight and tomorrow night at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. LoungeBoise.com has your tickets. You're kind of doing like a little bit of uh, a tour, as it were, around the country right about now. Uh, do you enjoy like going on these like, uh, I guess, kind of pilgrimages on the weekends? <laughs> yeah, man. Man, it's uh it's a tour but it's not. I mean, I feel like a tour is like you put time in and <laughs> you really figure out I'm going to go to Boise and then I'm going to do Bozeman or somewhere close but I don't do that. What I do is I come here, then I go home, <laughs> then I go somewhere completely unrelated to here. It it's I guess it's a tour but it's never ending, yeah. you know. I don't have <laughs> That's where it's that's, life. That's the life that I live. It just every and I do love every week. I go to a different place. And I do something uh, I've never done. Not always. Sometimes I sit in the hotel and order pizzas. But I feel like something cool is going to happen here in Boise. 
I went mountain biking in Bozeman. I was in Bozeman. Have you ever done this mountain biking where you uh, you take a ski lift up to the top of the mountain Andy, and then you ride the mountain down? Yeah. Is there any hey, way you've no. done that mountain biking? Thing? If you look at me, you wouldn't think that I did it either. But I, I went really? on that mountain bike. I was terrified. I was terrified the whole time. You're in like full pads and stuff. If you make a mistake, you just go off the edge of the mountain. I went, I went with these younger guys. You know, they invited me to go and I'm doing it. And we get down to the bottom and like, my arms are killed me my arms are so sore and they said uh, you're holding on too tight <laughs> you guys ever try to loosely grip something for dear life it, it, no. it doesn't make sense. No. let me loosen up my grip while I'm trying not to die <laughs> oh a bear's chasing us I think I'll take a light jog for my life it doesn't make any sense no but fun stuff happens hopefully I won't risk my life maybe I get in one of these hot air balloons Listen, you never know what happens they'll let you do it man you pull the, the celebrity do, card and you're good to go do you have a, a a set kind of things that you do when you get to a new town you've never been to before a way to kind of check out the city um no i'm very lazy about it i do almost no research (laughs) what i do is i go on stage the first night and i ask the audience what's the one thing that i should do while i'm in town and someone very welcomingly last night said leave that was the first (laughs) response People said to check out the breweries. They said drink. I haven't gotten a great suggestion for Boise. I hear there's a river you can float that's really fun, and yep. maybe uh, some swimming things. Maybe that's gonna. Maybe I'll get a chance to check that out. If if you're out there listening and you want to take me to do something cool, um, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know if I could go with you, but <laughs> I would love your suggestion. He'd be happy to take it. Doesn't mean he's going with you. Uh, Andy, if people want to follow you on the socials, what's the best place to find you? Yeah, my thing on all the socials is at Andy Woodhall. It's just my name, uh, W-O-O-D-H-U-L-L. I know you all had your pens ready for the spelling. (laughs) They're always ready. So check him out on social media. Fantastic follow there. And then he is at the Lounge at the End of the Universe tonight and tomorrow night. Some shows left. LoungeBoise.com has your tickets. Andy, thanks for getting up early and coming in here, man. We appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me, fellas. Go check him out at Lounge at the End of the Universe this weekend, please. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. Want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. So look for the acts of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you a chance to win Protect Our West Coors gear and some station prizes as well. Headlines are as follows, Big J. That's no burglar. We're doomed and good to know. We're doomed. It is back to school season all around the world, and a brand new study finds that a whole bunch of adults probably could use a human anatomy refresher course as well. A new poll uh, reveals that the public is lacking a worrying about information about their own personal health. They talked to 20,000 Americans, Big J, and found that only 37% of those that they talked to could tell you what their blood type is. Any idea what yours is? Yeah. Me too. I know mine. Uh, but uh, apparently we're among the 37 that do. So good for us. In fact, uh, only 24% know what their current BMI is, and less than one in four Listen, know what their resting heart rate should be. Nobody wants to know what your BMI is. <laughs> I don't want to know, but mine is a terrible number. Right, but you probably should. No. Just in case, uh, maybe that'll help kickstart. Look in the stuff. mirror, you'll see what it is. Well, I mean, you won't Fat. have a hard number. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's on that side. That's no burglar or good to know? Good to know.
We'll preface this by saying that Avi Loeb has a lot more skeptics than supporters, but he also has an interesting theory, Big J. He no? is a professor at the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, and oh, he says guy, yeah. he believes that there is alien technology sitting at the ocean floor right now. Uh, apparently, a meteor uh, kind of went into our atmosphere in 2014 at a speed of 100,000 miles per hour before exploding in the lower atmosphere. Pieces ended up in the South Pacific Ocean right by Papua New Guinea, and he theorizes that that speed made it way too fast to be bound from the sun, meaning it could have probably come from outside of our solar system. He believes it's composed from material tougher than iron, but nobody can find any of the stuff that he's talking about. Which is why he's got a lot of skeptics in him. But maybe there's alien technology down there, Big J. Superman spaceship, question mark? Yeah, this guy is a super alien dude. Yeah, he's a big time. Big time guy. Uh, which, and you know, that's part of it. A lot of it is all theories and stuff. And when there's nothing presented, it's it's hard to go on anything. But hell, maybe there is. The you believe that aliens have been here for a long time. And there is some alien technology. You agree or disagree? Sure. That's how they did all the stunts on Top Gun Maverick, right? No. Wrap it up with That's No Burglar. A Florida woman suspected a human intruder was invading her backyard, so she put up a security camera. Big J, it was no human being. It was, however, a very large green iguana. According to the residents of the Florida town, she repeatedly heard a bunch of sounds in her yard and feared the worst, like there was something outside or somebody trying to get in, so she put up a camera and it caught a very large iguana. Uh, the Florida Gulf Coast University basically found out that there were very large ones living in the area, but this is one of the largest ones they've ever seen, hence why the noises were so loud outside of her window. But, you know, they're fairly safe, Big J. Iguanas don't want a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, no, they don't. They just kind of want to be and want to be left alone for the most part. But apparently the iguana population has exploded in that particular area in recent years, so watch out for iguanas. Alligators, iguanas, what else is trying to kill you down there in Florida? People? The people? For sure. The sun? The sun, humidity, all those things <laughs> are a part of the Florida lore. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We'll give you a chance to win some tickets with Bad Impressions. They're next on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets for you here. You just need to come pick them up uh, before 2 p.m. today for Greta Van Fleet. Shows tomorrow at Extra Mile Arena along with the Pretty Reckless. Uh, also, you need to figure out bad impressions this morning. That's the catch. 208-287-1003. These will be our last pair of tickets that we have to give away. So if you want in on them, now would be the time to call. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can basically figure out who those three clues are about, then boom. Next thing you know, you've got a particular concert that you may be going to. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Matt. All right, Matt. You're up first. Ozzy, you're in a lot of trouble, mister. Next. Nothing? Okay. It's not easy raising kids like Jack and Kelly, especially at MTV. Oh, it's uh, Sharon Osbourne, right? Right. There you go. Good job. Congratulations, man. You're going to go check out Greta Van Fleet and The Pretty Reckless tomorrow night at Extra Mile Arena. Hold tight. We'll get some information from you. Did you have a clue three? I hosted the talk. 
And why is Sharon Osbourne in the news? Uh, well, both Sharon and Ozzy, but I, I've done Ozzy like six billion times here lately. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we talked uh, earlier this week about how Ozzy is planning, uh, they're planning on moving back to England. And they're going to make it a reality show, Nick. That's why they're moving back. Home to Roost will document their journey back to Britain uh, and their new country estate. Uh, the series will follow the Osbournes as they celebrate one of their most important years yet. With everything from Sharon's 70th birthday to Kelly's soon-to-be-born baby, Ozzy's tour, and of course, the big move itself. Are all the kids uh, coming back too? I don't know. It doesn't say anything here about Jack, but uh, he's been pretty busy uh, and, and Ozzy doing some stuff uh, for Discovery. And he's got a bunch of specials on the paranormal and things like that, so he'll probably make, make an appearance. It's a 10-episode series that will air on the BBC in England in 2023. It hasn't been sold here in the U.S., but it comes 20 years after the Osbournes launched an MTV, so you never know. Did you watch the MTV show? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I it did was, too. It was the biggest thing around at the time. It was, and I wasn't very big into that like reality show stuff. But you know, it brought a little bit of a different edge and attitude to it. Definitely, so I was in on it as well. Yeah, I think I, I gave up before they stopped. Oh yeah, for sure, filming it. Uh, yeah, but I, I did watch the first few seasons. Uh, absolutely, you can only take so much fake <laughs> drama. I mean, before you're like, ah, I'm out. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Motionless in flight, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J, not only for this day, but also for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. It was a eventful and fun Friday show. We especially thank you to Andrew Woodhuff for coming by and talking about his big shows this weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe. You can grab tickets at loungeboise.com. Very funny dude. Uh, in fact, one of the funniest things he did was just for us, Big J. Yeah, you. Uh, we were talking about one of the deals is you know they go to one of our sister stations and we were joking around. Uh, he said that he would tell us which show was better, and we told him to just give us a thumbs up or thumbs down as he walked by. And as he walked by, he made sure both of us were looking and gave a huge thumbs down and they laughed. It was very very funny. And uh, and credit to him for uh, for knocking it out of the park, Big J. You call that a comedy callback, Big J? Yeah, it worked. Uh, especially thank you to all the people that won Greta Van Fleet and Pretty Reckless tickets all this week. Next week, although we're taking off on Monday, we will pivot to, oh, I don't know, how about Corn Evanescence tickets? How does that what? sound, Big J? Yeah. yeah. Huge. They're in town next Saturday, and we'll have your hookups all week long next week here on the morning after for Crying Out Loud. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, you know, we did talk about uh, <clears throat> the fact that there is a Bronco game, but we didn't give any predictions, Nick. No, no. Well, you always yelled at me that that uh, that you didn't like doing it, and so I started stopped asking and now you're mad well, that I, I don't necessarily like giving a score because of what the hell do i know <laughs> well you did but, say you thought the broncos would win yes we i, I didn't it. i don't remember saying that but yeah <laughs> go broncos i think they'll win take that uh, i think they'll win as well and so uh, i think it'll be a, a actual really really good season for broncos football uh this year and uh i believe that the schedule breaks in their favor and that will lead to uh high quality success for the team this year plus they have a bunch of people coming back and i think the offense will be much better so i agree with you big j i think the broncos win by more than 10 points this weekend what do you think about that big j? oh look at you that's right i'm calling a little not necessarily a blowout but i think they'll put up some points this weekend morning after with nick and big j we'll talk about how wrong we were on tuesday as well as get some more people for the uh fun that is the morning after fantasy football league jason drew's up next we'll see you later it's the x rocks Great. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.